We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I might need to change that intro after next week because it is Thanksgiving after all. <laughs> Can you tell I'm already looking forward to the hoedown, the hog down, as we call it, where I'm from? <laughs> All right. I'm also in great in a great mood tonight because so much winning. Last hour, we talked about the release of the Jan 6 tapes, which just really, you know, blows the lid off the false narrative surrounding Jan 6. And so and it's and it's always important and wonderful when the American people have the truth and the information that they need. But now we might have another piece of good news to share with you guys on this Friday night going into the weekend before Thanksgiving. Before we get to that, I got to bring in the good news that I've got my new partner in crime with me every night of the week from 6 to 8 p.m. It is DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon. Like a dungeon dragon. High heat. Sesame Broccolini. Oh, it's good to be here, especially with some mm-hmm. big Friday surprises that just came out of nowhere. Yes. I'm loving it. I know. I know. So let's get right to it. Uh, joining me now to possibly break some news that you haven't heard is Ted Harvey. He's been on many times before, though, you, so you know you can trust his word, right? Former Colorado State Senator, chairman of the Committee to Defeat the President, and uh, reportedly also sometimes a runner. It is Ted Harvey, and he joins me now. Hello, my dear friend good evening thanks for having me on i appreciate it thanks okay so um what is the news breaking out of colorado tonight my friend well as you know the radical left across the country have been filing all of these lawsuits to keep trump off of the ballot saying that he's not eligible because of the january 6th insurrection and um last week in minnesota that was ruled um, that they, 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 the judge ruled with Trump in saying that um, that lawsuit had no merit. In Michigan, day before yesterday, the judge ruled that that lawsuit had no merit. And about an hour ago, the attorney who has been trying all of those cases for Trump, he's a friend of mine, and he texted me and said that just today, just an hour ago, the judge ruled in Colorado that uh, – that court the case had no merit, and so the president is is batting a thousand, and um, he keeps winning and keeps winning and keeps winning. And these lefties who have been doing this simply to um, tie the president up in court, and make him spend money, are uh, um, getting their butts kicked left and right. Yeah, and you know, and, and I'm so glad this came up because last hour, Ted. 
when I was sharing about the release of the Jan 6 tapes, and I'm not sure if you've had a chance to look at them um, because obviously it's tied to these stories. You know, we went through Sesame Broccolini and I went through a litany of all the ways that Jan 6 was used uh, to tamp down MAGA and Trump. And it beca- and this was one of the ways it began an excuse for them to use the courts to try to keep them off the ballot, because this is this is ultimately about electioneering. Uh, on the day of January 6th, they stopped uh, the uh, the pushback on uh, the electoral counts and uh, they were able to stop anybody and to criminalize anybody question the outcome of the election. Then they went on to impeach Trump. And now it was the excuse to stop him, you know, from running again and trying to keep him off the ballot. And this is just I think these two stories today are such a win. Um, what do you think about that? Without a doubt. I mean, you, you look at the January 6th hearing where the Democrats controlled the narrative on everything. They allowed portions of the video to come out to show their um, view the way they wanted the, the narrative to be and for the media to run with it literally for the last two and a half years. And they would not allow Trump to have counsel to be able to bring their evidence forward. They would not allow Republican members of Congress to sit on that committee that was appointed by the Speaker of the House so that they could have their version heard. Um, It was only the Republicans like Liz Cheney that Nancy Pelosi handpicked to be on that committee. Um, And so the reason they did that is so they could go for two and a half years attacking all of us, anybody that supports Mm -hmm. Donald Trump with impunity. and, And nobody could fight back because nobody had the evidence. Well, now today, this is Thank God the Speaker of the House is releasing those tapes and we're able to see the truth. And now we're seeing these judges in all of these cases throw all this out. And um, I I agree with you. This is a big day for Donald Trump. And hopefully we can get some more big cases um, thrown out over the next couple of months and we can move on to defeating Joe Biden in 2024. Absolutely. Uh, what do you think the likelihood is of the release of these tapes might uh, help get some release of some Jan 6 prisoners, maybe get their sentences commuted or pardoned? How do you see that playing out? You know, I, I haven't looked at the video. I think it will be on a case by case basis. Um, yeah. you, you look at the I always forget the gentleman's name, but the, the, the shaman guy that yeah. um, he was put in put in prison for. like 25 years or something like that. And then Tucker Carlson gets the evidence that shows that the police were just walking him around the Capitol and giving him a tour of the Capitol. He was not an insurrectionist. And within days, um, he's released from jail. So I think it's going to be on a case-by-case basis. And if there's evidence in these videos that show that the the prosecutor and the, the jury in Washington, D.C., which is obviously slanted against anybody that's pro-Trump, um, threw these people in prison for, for no good reason, um, I, I hope that they will have their cases thrown out. And um, yeah. I think that is what I mean, obviously, there was a huge amount of injustice in the way that they were held in jail for years Mm -hmm. without any due process. And then they weren't given access to the evidence to prove their innocence. So um, I hope now that we have these these uh, tapes, we'll be able to see the truth. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things I also love about these tapes being released today is the contrast that it shows. Just like we saw a contrast this week between 200,000, 200,000 Ted Harvey, peaceful, prayerful Jews and pro-Israel people uh, in D.C., uh, in contrast to the uh, monsters, the, uh, you know, I can't even think of uh, the barbarians that were desecrating Barbarian. monuments yeah. And, and, yeah, and, and making threats at the White House gates. Uh, now we see uh, the contrast between these Jan 6 uh, defendants walking peacefully, being led around the Capitol by the Capitol Police today, uh, compared to uh, the pro-Palestinian mobs, right, that like descended upon the DNC. You know, it's the MAGA crowd, and I include the pro-Israel community as part of MAGA because that's about traditional America, Judeo-Christian principles and values and, and appreciating our rights and demonstrating our rights in a way that is tr- truly peaceful uh, compared to these um, barbarians who just are bullies that just it's my way or there's hell to pay and we're going to bash your head in your thoughts. Well, I, it's not, it's not just that they were pro Palestinian. You can, you can be sympathetic to the Palestinians you, that what they were doing was carrying the Hamas flag and wearing yes. Hamas headbands yes. and saying yes. they were supporting actual terrorists that murdered um, innocent civilians that shot them, burnt them, raped them. Um, there's Terrible. no way on, on God's green earth that, that you can support the, the terrorist activities that the Hamas did. It, there is no moral equivalency to um, what is happening, what, what may be no. happening to the Palestinians and what the Hamas did to the Jews. And, and these radical leftist kids that have been brainwashed in our mm-hmm. college campuses across the country are literally standing up in support, in solidarity with just grotesque terrorist activity. And, and this is what we are producing in American colleges. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, you're seeing these big donors of these colleges saying enough is enough. We're not getting any money yeah. for these schools anymore. Um, but I mean, they did, why didn't they stand up for conservatives when they went to speak on college campuses and these same radicals were trying to terrorize these conservative speakers. Now, now that it's the, the people of, of Jewish descent that, that are being attacked. And now these donors are saying this is wrong. It's wrong. Terrorism is wrong, whether they're doing yes. it to conservative speakers or whether they're doing it to Jews. Um, and right. I, I, you know, well, yeah, excuse me for interrupting, but, but before, before I forget, I can bite you in the butt. Well, right. Well, the thing is, too, is that that uh, there's two. I think that reflects the 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 um, what's going on, even with too many conservatives like me watching the Candace Owens and Tucker Carlson uh, interview last night is neither one of them understands that what happened in Israel is actually about the United States. Uh, that that these Islamic terrorists hate all of Western civilization. It's it's not just about the Jews. It may start with the Jews, but there's actually a rally that took place in New York City with a bunch of Islamists saying that Islam is the only religion. And that's really what the end game is here for them in the United States of America. So you're right. It's very short sighted of them. It's short sighted for anybody to view what's going on as just anti-Semitism. So you're right. They should have been speaking up as to the tyranny and and what was going on against 
white students. And as a part of the cultural Marxist movement in this country, uh, I'm struck by the the imagery of the streets lined in San Francisco with Chinese flags. And then up the street in Oakland, a high school uh, lowered, took down the American flag and raised the Palestinian flag. Because I've been arguing for decades that those two movements are joined at the hip and uh, what the Democrat Party is partnering with. I have to end on this note, though, um, Ted, when it go, comes back to Jan 6. Has anybody done a wellness check tonight on Liz Cheney? She just must be beside herself. Because wasn't she supporting this lawsuit in Colorado? And then, of course, she was, uh, you know, on the Jan 6 sham trial. How upset is Liz Cheney tonight, Ted? Yeah, uh, not just Liz Cheney, but everybody that was on that committee, everybody that yeah. lied to the American <laughs> people and 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 sh- and tried to do everything they could to destroy Donald Trump. What what they did is made a martyr of Donald Trump. And that's what all of these lawsuits are doing is they're it, just helping Donald Trump move up in the polls. And now that the truth is going to come out about what actually happened that day and why the Democrats were hiding it from the American people and why the Liz Cheney Republicans were hiding it from the American people. I think it's only going to help Trump over the next year. The more the truth comes out, the more it's going to show that the Democrats were the ones that were um, trying to write a narrative that wasn't true and trying to go Mm -hmm. after Donald Trump and you and me, and it's only going to blow back in their face. And so, yeah, I don't think we only need to do a wellness check on Liz. I think we need to do it on Nancy Pelosi and everybody else on the (laughs) committee as well. I agree. Ted Harvey, tell everybody how they can uh, find you in, in, uh, in support of the uh, committee to defeat the president. Well, the best place to go to is, is stopjoe.com. Really easy, stopjoe.com. You can follow us at defeat underscore Joe on, on X and on Facebook, but you can also follow me at Ted Harvey, at Ted Harvey on uh, Twitter. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. You bet. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. God bless you, too. All right, guys, we're going to take a little break. There's more coming up. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1 and streaming all over the world. A.K. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea Kay, whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Just sipping a cup of peppermint tea, just enjoying all the great news today. So much good stuff happening. Um, I gotta, I gotta go. Speaking of good stuff. You know, Joe Biden, it always, at least he always delivers some entertainment, right? I got to play this clip. Uh, evidently, he transitioned from uh, sucking up to Xi uh, to having a meeting with the Mexican president in which... <laughs> In which he tried to suck up to the Mexican president, um, but of course, it just came across as so completely cringe. Uh, Sesame. Uh, it's good to see you again. We had dinner last night. I told you, you sat next to my wife. You were so captivating. I was worried she likes you more than she likes me now. I don't know. Um, ew. Ew. Okay, Sesame, you're a dude. Have you ever called another dude captivating? <laughs> no, uh, and I never will. <laughs> what an absolutely bizarre 
turn of phrase. I thought he was going to say mean, dreamy for a second. I mean, yeah, uh, which would be <laughs> equally as bad. I mean, he's I mean, he can't stop being cringe even to some old Mexican president, dude. I mean, it's so unbecoming. It's so unbefitting. I'm surprised you didn't try to sniff Amlo's hair. I think yeah. we're, we're almost <laughs> there with these world leaders. Almost. <laughs> if Biden gets re refortified into office again, <laughs> you better believe he's going to be in Beijing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you imagine what the, you know, uh, this guy's, uh, his, his people were saying on Espanol behind everybody's backs? I mean, oh, uh, pendejo, right? I mean, that, you know, <laughs> this is just, yeah, I don't so know how you say beta in Spanish, but yeah. <laughs> there's got to be a way. Um, I think, uh, um, creepy, uh, pedo sounding gay dude uh i think is is uh, you know inner part of the international language i mean i it's just so creepy and weird you know and it's so typical of him with the phony fawning over people right it's just gross you know why do you why do you have to go there he and then supposedly with um the indian president i can never remember him uh modi modi yeah yeah um, he made some comment about how they both don't drink. And I mean, it's like, why do you have to make these? He's somebody that um, he's so narcissistic. They don't re- ever respect boundaries. They're cringy. Um, and, and it's always overly personal. Uh, he's a creep. He's a creep. And people need to stop um, with the phony laughs in response, because all that does is enable these kind of old creeps. And this is not the way any president should ever behave. It's not the way any man should ever behave. Certainly not an old one. It's just gross. It's gross. Um, all right. Shifting gears. Speaking of uh, the sexes and men, I, I found this. Uh, this dude named Charlemagne. I don't use his entire title because I find it offensive. Um, but we all know who Charlemagne is from The Breakfast Club. Evidently, he still gets a lot of media. I don't understand why. Certainly not after Larry Elder owned him larry elder goes on his show and charlemagne proceeds to accuse larry elder of not uh, understanding a i can't remember what it's called some kind of moment in the black community in which i think it starts with the n-word which I would never say. And Charlemagne's like, you know, somehow accuses Larry Elder of not understanding the Republican Party. And that should be his blank moment. And that's when Larry Elder goes, uh, you know, you let this white dude president come in here and tell you you ain't black if you don't vote for him. Wasn't that your moment? Right. I, I After Larry Elder completely humiliated Charlemagne um, by shoving his anti-white crap up his nose, you would think Charlemagne would have gone off and tucked his tail and never to be seen again. But nevertheless, and maybe that's why he ended up going on with Quith Wallace, because maybe they're both trying to, you know, uh, resurrect and rehabilitate their careers. Charlemagne goes and does this interview with Quith Wallace, who asks him, um, about uh, Obama and, and various things. And here's a, a bizarre comment that he made. Sesame? 
okay. don't think this country would ever elect a, a, a woman president. I really do. Hillary, Hillary, you know, got my hopes up, but I think that this country is a lot more sexist than, than, it, than it leads on. Do you think it's more sexist and racist? Because we did elect Barack Obama. Yeah. I, well, I'm not going to say I think it's more sexist than racist. I think that President Obama had, you know, a lot of the, the right things going for him. But at the end of the day, he's still a man. I still think patriarchy, you know, reigns reign supreme in this country. <sighs> Hoisted on their own uh, wokeness because it's like, you know, and, and hats up to Chris Wallace for like, you make such a stupid claim as, oh, because Hillary Clinton didn't get elected, nobody would ever vote for a woman. Um, you know, that's so stupid. Drudge Report right now has some phony poll up that Nikki Haley beats Biden by 10%. That's just the uniparty trying to shove Nikki Haley on us. The reality is Hillary Clinton was repulsive to everybody and no amount of lady parts was ever going to get her over the hump, okay? Because she is odious. She's repulsive. Nobody wants anything to do with her, especially her husband, right? That doesn't mean that a woman can't be elected in this country. What kind of dopey comment is that, Sesame? It's a, it's just a ridiculous, uh, absurd idea, truly. Um, and it's funny, you know, first of all, if Hillary Clinton was getting your hopes up, then you and I probably have <laughs> nothing in common. Um, because, well, not to mention the fact that it was well, Hillary I mean, Clinton who was on his show when he asked her what she keeps in her purse and she trotted out a bottle of hot sauce, <laughs> you know, which was so <laughs> insulting to him. How could he have any hope on her winning after that moment? Yeah, seriously. It's the, well, it's the same guy that I'm sure I have a feeling Charlemagne, a sneaking suspicion, probably voted for Biden if he voted in 2020 after being told that if you can't choose between me and Trump. <laughs> right. So th- I don't know what this guy's uh, criteria is when it comes to choosing candidates. Um, but look, um, women of America, uh, we would love to have a woman president. I just want someone who's going to stand by the Constitution and do what's right. I want an America first candidate, period. Right. End of discussion. Here, um, not Nikki Haley. Ed- been bought out by BlackRock or Hillary Clinton, who literally cooked up the Russia collusion hoax with the help of the Obama administration and James Comey. How about you pick somebody who's less nasty and run? Because that's the thing. Hillary, Nikki, they have the same problem that Ron DeSantis has, a giant likability issue. They're just not charming people. America doesn't want those people in office. And it's not because of their gender. Obama was a charmer. Yeah, he was. And and they don't want to admit that Obama proved that America is not systemically racist. Bingo. Yep. What what he proved is really, yet again, that unfortunately for America, slick-talking, charming, and charisma matters more to people than uh, policy positions because if America really cared about policy positions, that dude wouldn't have been allowed anywhere near the White House because of his Marxist uh, history and the and, and what he wrote in, in his book about his dad and how he spent millions of dollars to hide who he really was, you know, his ties to the weather underground. Um, but but he was smooth and a slick talker and could sing Al Green. And that's really what America responds to. And another thing that America has moved past is any of this gender crap. Nancy Pelosi spent, what, the last 20 years being third in line for the presidency? Give me a break. America has proven what they care about is they is somebody that they connect with. The American people don't care about anybody's parts. Okay, that's not what they vote for. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Now, now America is not going to vote for a tranny. 
That's not going to happen. <laughs> but America absolutely will vote for a woman. The Republican Party just doesn't want Nikki Haley. That's what it's about. They just don't want her because she is Dick Cheney in three inch heels. Well, and I don't want that. Yeah. And it's, it's just such a sick way to it basically what because what you're saying at some lo- on some level is that any time a female candidate comes along, if they're not immediately successful, um, then it's just because they're their their gender or their sexual orientation or whatever it is. It's a cheap cop out to basically make excuses for someone whose messages just aren't landing with the American people. Two, two or three days ago, Nikki Haley comes out and says she wants to create a giant police state and basically subvert yeah. the First Amendment. I don't like her because she's a communist and she represents yes. the donor class. It has nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman um, and to ins- right. To imply that is so insulting to the American voters who see so yeah. far beyond that kind of stuff. They're sick of it. everything being about gender and race. And that's what the left does every single time. If Stacey Abrams loses an election, it's free and it's fair. She call, she plays the race card, the gender card. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with with every single Democrat candidate. Well, and Nikki if they Haley don't just did as well. Yeah, and Nikki Haley does the same thing. And by the way, Nikki Haley cites Hillary Clinton as her muse for getting into politics in the first place. So again, I don't like Nikki Haley because of her ideology, her culture, right. her talking points, her positions. It has nothing to do with anything else besides those things. Right. Yeah. And in fact, after Vivek Ramaswamy exposed her for who she is, uh, the Dick Cheney and Three Inch Heels was after he uh, ripped open, uh, ripped back the curtain and allowed America to see the Republican Party, who she is, uh, that she is a far lefty who is now worth millions of dollars um, because she is a part of the military industrial complex and as corrupt as Joe Biden and that the Republican Party, many of them are, are the same. They're corrupt and they're broke and, and have nothing before they get to D.C. And then after time in Washington and around the Beltway, they're suddenly worth many millions. And, you know, and then her response to him was to say that uh, uh, in, in an interview was that he went after the CNN reporter, and or MSNBC uh, Welker and Nikki Haley because he's got a problem with women. And I have a problem with that. First of all, it's stupid and it insults my most important lady part, my brain. And second of all, she propped up <laughs> that lying propagandist Welker by playing the lady card. She's despicable to me. She is as odious to me as Hillary Clinton. So, so Charlemagne, you can go back to obscurity now. Um, you can go suck on the, the hot sauce uh, bottle that Hillary Clinton <laughs> left in your studio. <laughs> and you know what? He's so miserable. They all are. They're all just miserable people. Well, and, and nothing's just ever good enough. I guarantee it doesn't matter how many times we have female candidates that do well. It's just never enough for the woke crowd ever. Nothing is good enough. See, even when you bring up Obama, even when Chris Wallace brings Barack Obama into the picture, it's, oh, well, he's still a man. There's still the patriarchy, uh, and, right. which is ridiculous because, first of all, don't assume Obama's gender. How dare you? Um, <laughs> this is 2023, man. Come on. Get with the exactly. times. <laughs> Second of all. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but seriously, though, like you're saying, these guys are just so miserable and nothing's ever good enough. And at some point, you just have impossible people um, who bicker about things that just don't matter. I mean, does anyone at all well, care about only, gender right. in the politics debate? Of I care course. about the border. I care about the FBI. I care about the budget. It's, it's such a non-issue. Um, and it's the only thing that they can focus on is turning 
tiny little molehills into giant mountains. That's what these left wingers do with all of their brainwaves. Well, they also create the issues. See, it's a constant quest for utopia, right? They manufacture issues with their crappy policies and then, you know, nothing and it's still not good enough or they're miserable under the weight of the policies that the Democrats have have enacted. And then it's, well, we just haven't gone far enough. Uh, with this lefty stuff. And it's all in search of, you know, the false quest of utopia and the end of history where there's no more disparities and none of the uh, downsides of living in as a human being on the planet. Everyone is perfectly equal and there's no differences Mm -hmm. between any social groups, because if there is a difference between any person in society and any outcome at all, there must be some system or institution that's oppressing them and we have to dismantle it and we'll dismantle Mm -hmm. all the institutions until finally the the you know the underserved the underdogs the criminal class the people that riot and loot and steal can finally have their just society the end of history moment that's Mm -hmm. that's what democrats talked about in the 90s and that's exactly what brought us here into this power competition with china um oh we've defeated the soviet union so now it's all done and we don't have to worry about anything else ever again and we're finally at the top and we can just take this prosperity for granted um well you can't and it turns out we're always one generation away from completely falling apart um especially when you put incompetent people at the wheel which seems to be a big theme with the Biden administration if there are a woman elector you know we'll pick Kamala Harris the VP simply because she's a woman of color how insulting is that i mean yeah. to reduce someone down to just immutable characteristics and say that's the only thing that qualifies you for this job not your intellect Right. Not your work ethic, not your uh, <laughs> your ability to adapt or deal with high intensity positions like being a vice president. It's simply because you check a box and we can brag about right. diversity by hiring you. That is Here's it. Where, How insulting yeah, is that? Totally. Here's where Charlemagne may be right, though, as they import via refugee programs, via an open border, uh, via indoctrination, a bunch of pro-Islamic terrorists on us. Uh, th- that will make it harder to have a woman ever elected president. Oh, yeah. Because under uh, because under an Islamic America, mm-hmm. they uh, they kind of hate women. Okay, so, you know, these Democrats pushing this kind of, you know, they don't even they have no Charlemagne has no idea the cognitive what is happening in this country and what the end game is here. And it's all anti woman, every bit of it. So all these Democrats prepare their pretend they're the party of women uh, when in a variety of different uh, different ways in which we've talked about on tonight's show. It's quite anti-woman. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. um, We might have a couple updates for you. Speaking of Stacey Abrams, there's an interesting story about her coming out today. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Have I told you how much fun I'm having on tonight's show with all the good news from the Jan six tapes to the the Colorado court win for Trump? And now Sesame Broccolini in last segment happened to mention Stacey Abrams. And I just happened to have seen a story today. (laughs) Twice failed Georgia gubernatorial candidate or or maybe I should say uh, twice stolen from her. uh, (laughs) Stacey Abrams. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
See, it's see, it's okay for her to claim that the election uh, was stolen from her. So Stacey Abrams' brother-in-law has been arrested on human trafficking charges involving a minor. Wow. He's 57. He was taken into custody by Tampa police after a 16-year-old victim reported she had been coerced into sex acts and physically assaulted by him at the Renaissance Hotel at International Plaza. According to the victim's account, he invited her to his hotel room, offered her money for sex acts. Uh, When she refused, it led to a physical altercation where he allegedly choked her. Uh, Gardner, who was, uh, quote, wrongfully convicted of sexual assault in 87 and exonerated in 2016 after 27 years of wrongful imprisonment, is currently married to uh, Stacey Abrams' uh, sister, who is a federal judge. We've got a federal judge who married a dude who'd been in prison for sexual assault. How dumb are these women? I'm pretty sure that judge was... Appointed by Barack Obama, if I'm not mistaken, also. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I guess it says here he was exonerated. Um, but, you know, still, I don't know. All right. Maybe I take back. I see here he was exonerated of the assault. Um, but but I have to question whether or not he was exonerated if now he's been alleged of choking a 16-year-old. Um, he, uh, he, he worked. <laughs> he's an enum. <laughs> He's a motivational speaker (laughs) (laughs) and emotional intelligence trainer. (laughs) 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 This story just gets better. Yeah, reality stranger than fiction. It totally is. Totally is. Um, just absolutely crazy. Speaking of strange, I heard about this story and I've just got to share it because it is just too absolutely bizarre. And I don't know why it's making me laugh because I feel bad that I'm, you know what, y'all forgive me that I'm just like in a good mood tonight. And maybe that's why this story has hit me is so strange. Okay. So a family in Mississippi, and I got family all over the state of Mississippi, okay? So let me, give me a little leeway in mocking the state of Mississippi, and particularly Jackson, Mississippi, where I have family. Uh, but this family turns up for a wake, and in, in the South, we have wakes, okay? I don't know if y'all have wakes out here, but we come open casket, and we have a viewing, and everybody sits around and tells stories as we are seeing an open casket person. Do y'all do that out here? Uh, not so much, but it does, it does happen, but it's not nearly as widespread. It's not okay. like a cultural institution. Right. Well, it is where I come from. Okay. So this family <laughs> shows up for the wake and they go down there and there's the wrong person in their mother's clothes. No. No, <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, no. So it's the wrong person in the casket wearing the clothes and jewelry they bought for their loved one. And then on top of it, the staff at the funeral home demanded more money from them to correct the mistake. <laughs> oh, no. How? <laughs> wow. How terrible is this? Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. That's I mean, nuts. come on, oh, Mississippi. Come on. Come on. Now, I, you're too young. You don't remember. But any listeners out there, email me if y'all remember a reality show that was on, I think it was on TLC many years ago. And it was a, a true story of a family here in Poway that ran a funeral home. And it might have been called Family Plots. And this story, this this show went bananas. It was super popular. The daughter, the father, I think, was the one that picked up the, or no, the brother went and picked up the dead bodies from the morgue. The dad did something. I don't remember what he did. The daughter was the one that did the embalming. And the sister did the paperwork or whatever and greeted the family. The brother did the, did the arrangements with the families. Incredibly amazing, entertaining show. And they would make some mistakes, but they never dressed the wrong dead person and laid that person out in a casket. Okay. This is this is pretty this is pretty crazy. And I'm looking at this gal, Mary Jean Robinson. She was a beauty. So shame shame on the people's funeral home directors who were rude and unapologetic. Now look, I get that they get used to dealing with dead people all the time, but you know, this is pretty this is pretty bad even for even for Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah, this is terrible. This this kind of thing yeah. can't happen. Um honestly. That's that's a pretty significant uh goof yeah. hiccup gaff. I mean yeah. truly that's I don't know if they apologized. It sounds like yeah. they nickel and dime this family to fix it, so that's not well. Oh, uh, not and then, but then the family was. At, but I, how do you feel about the family? They were like, "Now we can't have the funeral home." Was like, "Okay, we'll take the clothes off of her, give you the clothes, you know, whatever." I mean, I can't imagine being that rude. Seriously, but then the family was like, "Well, we." The family was like, "We can't put those clothes in that, those earrings on her." Do you think the family was was right there? Because at this point, your family member's gone. She doesn't know that the that the fa- that the clothing and the earrings were on. I mean, where do you stand with that? I don't know. I mean, I, it's just a weird situation. I, I don't. I think they're kind of overreacting a little bit. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard. Well, to, except I. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, look, I, I, th- I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. What honestly. do y'all think? Email us. I mean, I do think that the family member said, look, if we had a closed casket, we would have ended up burying someone else's loved one instead of ours. I mean, this was a major horrific mistake. But I don't know that I would have been like, oh, the, the earrings can't go from this person to my to my mother. I don't know that I would have been that way because I know that to be absent the body is to be with the Lord. And so I don't know that I would have been that far with it but this is a pretty this is a pretty bad story and and the more i talk about it the sorry i'm giggle i'm giggling over um but you know what sometimes life and bad things are funny so there's that all right we're going to take a break we come back hero of the week and stink of the week which just might be me i might nominate myself for laughing initially over this story stay tuned Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Final segment here. Our nominees and winners of uh, Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Let me start with my nominee for Hero of the Week. It's Brandy King. She's an Air Force reservist who fought the uh, COVID shot mandate. And she fought it and she fought it, uh, even though they kept uh, d- denying her religious exemptions and she stayed in the battle. 
and fought off the repercussions. She has been, um, she was initially fired from her job and involuntary transferred. I mean, they just put her through it. Um, she is back on active duty status. She has been promoted and, um, not having gotten uh, the shot. So I consider her my hero of the week, not just because she is a, a military veteran who even as a reservist, they have to give up their time, their life, be willing to get called up. And here we are in the verge of probably World War Three, And that's a hero because um, for me, because she it, she didn't just cave and uh, and she was rewarded for her bravery and her courage and her convictions. So that's my hero of the week. Who's yours? I'm blanking on the name, unfortunately, but this guy, he, uh, his story comes out of Houston, Texas. Um, I'm not sure if you saw, but he's a former convicted felon who was on his way to work and he noticed a a car wreck or a car accident or some kind of kerfuffle. And it turns out there was a shootout going on, um, with law enforcement locally on the ground with a SWAT police officer who was shot fatally. Um, unfortunately, uh, but this guy, he um, he ran toward the gunfire and he and he pulled this wow. officer Gibson, uh, who had been shot in the leg, out of the gunfire and back behind his truck, so that way other officers could put a tourniquet on his leg. And I was watching wow. the footage, and this cop is sitting there and he's in screaming pain, and this officer Gibson, um, who I hope is doing okay, and obviously one officer was slain. Um, but this guy is standing there and he's he's telling him a story about run-ins with the law and how he's trying to turn his life around. And he's talking this officer back from the ledge and, and helping him stay calm and stands with him the whole time until medical authorities come by and treated him. So my hero of the week goes to this reformed convict who genuinely wow. seems to be turning his life around who grabbed this officer and I guess whispered in his ear, I've been to jail a million times, bro. But let me tell you, I love law enforcement. Um, wow. And he, and he argue, may, may have saved his life. So that's my nominee. That's amazing. Okay. That's our winner. That's our winner. Who's your stink? Ooh, my stink of the week. <laughs> mm. uh, I don't know. I, I, my nominee, I think, is going to be mm, Nikki Haley. I feel like she's just really outdone herself every single day with uh, taking t- tyranny a step further. Um, she's yeah. really, really uniquely in a league of her own when it comes to tyrannical policy recommendations. So she's my as nominee. a Republican. Yeah, as yeah. a Republican, by the way. Um, yeah. Which is just complete there, garbage. Yeah. I don't think she's a Republican. She calls herself that, but no. she sounds like a radical no. progressive to me. So I don't buy it. Yeah, she does. Somebody, I think it might have been Benny Johnson the other day on X said, you know, back when she, he had heard years ago when she uh, was running for governor and sat in South Carolina that she was really a Democrat. She just knew she couldn't win it as a Dem. So she ran as a Republican. And he said, everything she says makes sense now when you think when you think of it through that lens yep and i think that's absolutely the case my stink has to be the american people that are watching us be conquered and are and don't seem to understand or care when we see the chinese com- our streets lined with the chinese communist party flag a hero's welcome yep. given to him uh, that that there was a dinner in which m- most of the top CEOs uh, of America from Apple to Amway uh, at not just at a dinner with G, but at his main table. Uh, and then to see 
uh, our government, our institutions to see a Palestinian flag, which is really, as, as Ted Harvey talked about earlier, really that movement is pro Hamas. Let's just be straight. That's what that movement is about to see flags being, being uh, hoisted like that. Um, it's just right now tonight, I didn't even have a chance to mention it. Uh, the Penn, a Penn station in New York city was shut down by these, uh, mo- these mobs. So my stink is the American people that are not recognizing that threat and the conquest that we're under. Americans need to wise up. They need to. I know the Andrea K show listeners are wise and we understand it because I've been getting the emails. Hey, thank you, Sesame Broccolini. Thank you to my guests. Thank you to the listeners. Love you all. Have a wonderful weekend and we'll see you right back here. 6 p.m. Monday.